Hello, hello, and welcome to The Mental Matchup, a podcast where we hope to shed light on one of the hardest competitions an athlete will ever face, the matchup against their own mind. I'm Kat, and today I'm here with Dan Wolf. Dan is an educator and is currently the vice principal for a school in Pasco County, Florida. His main focus as an educator is social-emotional learning. In order to allow students to focus on academics, their social and emotional needs must be prioritized as well. Dan is also the author of a book called Becoming the Change, Five Essential Elements to Being Your Best Self. This book talks about the importance of an individual's individual's moral compass, self-assessments that allow the reader to explore some areas of growth, and tools to become your best self. I'm really excited about everyone who's going to listen to this episode I learned so much in not only reading Dan's book, but also then, you know, having conversations surrounding some of the key topics throughout the book. Um, So with that, let's get right into it. Thank you so much for coming on the mental matchup. I am beyond excited to chat about your book, um, becoming the change and just have you on and kind of pick your brain. I think about so many different aspects of what goes into being your best self and your mental health and all things in between. So thank you for coming on. If you could give the audience a little bit of background as to who you are, where you are, and what you do. Well, thank you so much for having me on on the show, Kat. I really appreciate it. Um, So my name is Dan Wolf, and I am, uh, and I've been an educator for over 25 years now. I am currently an assistant principal at Sunray Elementary in Pasco County, Florida, uh, just north of Tampa. And um, so I've held various roles over the years, um, but uh, I just love having the chance to being uh, able to serve our our future leaders of tomorrow, which are our kids. Um, It's just um, there's not a not a better gift out there, in my opinion, you know, to be able to give back to the community as an educator. Yeah, I I feel like when, you know, I was growing up, there's so many people I look back on um, who had such an impact, whether it be positive or negative on kind of like where I ended up going in my life. So thank you for, I don't know, being an educator. Cause I don't think, you know, teachers and administrators get enough, get enough pats on the backs. Um, I think what you're doing is so impactful. Um, and I feel like that, I don't know if grow, like growing up, you know, it really does mold who you can become and what your, you know, potential is. And so I think you, you all are some of the most important people, um, in young kids, in young kids' lives and can kind of set the stage, um, very early on. But with that, I want to talk about your book, um, and kind of like, what can you talk about? I guess if you could give a little intro to your book, since, you know, you were the author and then kind of what was the inspiration behind, you know, ultimately writing this book and putting this all out there. Well, uh, uh, yeah. So my, uh, the name of my book is called Becoming the Change, uh, Five Essential Elements to Being Your Best Self. And it's on Amazon uh, currently right now. And um it all stemmed from uh, the book and its premise uh, all stemmed from I uh, 
within education, we talk a lot about um, what's called social emotional learning. Or in education, we have it's we have acronyms for everything. So it's called SEL. And uh, sometimes one of the biggest things that we always talk about in school uh, about academics. But in order to get to academics, you have to take care of the social emotional needs uh, first. So I like to go ahead and say, if you ever uh, remember like Maslow's hierarchy of needs and you have Bloom's taxonomy. Well, I, I think you need to Maslow before you can bloom and you've got to have those prerequisite skills for the kids first before you can get to the academics. Um, because if the academics are the lock, then I believe SEL is the key to open that lock to the door of all the possibilities. Um, so uh, how the book came to be was um, I actually was a part of a social emotional learning uh, committee at my district. We wanted to write standards kindergarten through 12th grade um, to really help. We always talk about developing the whole child. And that, again, is both the acad a balance between the academics and those social emotional needs. Uh, so when I was uh, sit sitting there working uh, within the group, I'm a big fan of quotes. And um, a quote that came by um, uh, that really caught my eye was one by uh, Michelle Obama. And she said, I've learned as long as I hold on to my uh, beliefs and values and follow my own moral compass, then the only expectations I need to live up to are my own. And something with the, there's five areas within uh, social emotional learning. It's uh, self-awareness, self-management, uh, so, uh, social awareness, relationship skills, and responsible decision-making. And those, um, to me, encompass our own moral compass. It's what drives us. Because if you, if you think about with um, you've ever been camping or anything else like that, and let's say you've gotten lost in the woods, what's kind of helped you get you know, find your way is that compass. And um, I believe our moral compass that's within each of us helps us when we're lost in life or we need that guidance or that direction. It, it kind of um, helps us uh, go from the dark into the light, so to speak. So uh, that's where the idea was born. I love that. Um, who Who is this book for? Like, who can it be for now? But also when you're writing this, like who was that target audience in mind that you think needed this the most? Really anywhere from uh, youth up through adulthood, anybody um, that just needed that, you know, we're all trying to find our way in life. Um, and that's why coming, uh, you know, having the, the name Becoming the Change um, on the front cover is a butterfly. And you know, you think with a butterfly, it goes from a caterpillar and evolves into you know an actual butterfly. Butterfly, and we as human beings are constantly evolving. We are becoming that change to becoming our best selves. And so, it's a book that um, really helps um, you know find find out who you are, um, because we're constantly changing. You know, as we go through, have different experiences in life. Um, one of the things that it has within the book is um, it has a self-assessment in these five areas. And um, one of the things uh, that in, in education, we always encourage our students to be vulnerable, but then it's very hard for us ourselves as adults to be vulnerable because we don't want to look like we're making mistakes or anything. But but that's, that's the importance of life is you're gonna make those mistakes and it's okay to be vulnerable. So what the assessment does is it goes ahead and assesses where you're at in these five areas. And um, based on that, what the book will be able to go ahead and do is drive you into the, those um, areas that you know, are either your strengths 
or are your limitations? I never call anything as weaknesses, um, but um, they're more or less limitations because we all have areas to grow. And I, I believe that the only limits we have are the ones that we put on ourselves. Um, so, you know, uh, that that's really where the premise of the book, um, you know, came from. And uh, the beauty of the book is that um, you don't have to read it in any particular order. Uh, there was, uh, when I was growing up, there was a um, series called Choose Your Own Adventure, where you could go ahead and, you know, you got to a page in the book, and if you, you chose this page, it brought you to this other kind of adventure. If you chose a different page, it, it could bring you to something else. And this is what this book is able to go ahead and do, is you don't, it doesn't matter what, what, um, you know, where you start, because everyone's on their own path. And um, so you can read chapter two, or you can jump to chapter five. It's really whatever is, you know, um, what you're needed, you know, what you need in your life the most. Um, so uh, th that's really what the premise is, is you can go in any direction. Yeah. And I think that's, that's, what's awesome. Um, spoiler alert. I've read, read the book. Um, and I think it's, it's great. And it really kind of breaks things down in a more digestible kind of relatable sense. Um, I, I want to kind of go through each of the five essentials, um, starting, we're just going to go, you know, one through five, um, sure. maybe we'll bounce around, but the first chapter is all about self-awareness and knowing your true self. And I think that something that really stood out, there are two things that really stood out to me. And one of them that I really want to talk about um, live with you is kind of recognizing your emotions and their impact on those around you. Mm -hmm. um, and the reason that I think this is so important to start to recognize whether or not, you know, I think like ultimately regulate, but, you know, start to kind of recognize is I found I am really good at recognizing the impact, terrible at regulating at times. Mm -hmm. um, and what I would like you kind of to talk on or like, you know, ask, ask for kind of pieces of tips and tricks is like, I found that a lot of the times in my life when I'm feeling emotional and I am like, not, I don't want to say taking it out on other people, but where I find it's like impacting either the way I show up in a meeting or mm -hmm. show up for a friend or kind of show up for myself. It's like not even directly related to that scenario. It's related to something else that's like seeping in. Um, and I, I can totally be like, I know I'm frustrated because of this situation. However, right. like I can't, tell myself like in that moment to be like, leave that behind, show up like in a different way. Like what's kind of your, your take on that and how, I guess, like with that example, um, if anyone listening can like relate, how can I do a better job of, you know, regulating it and working on, you know, that skill of like recognizing and then trying to minimize the impact on those around me. Mm -hmm. So I think definitely, you definitely uh, have that self-awareness piece as far as recognizing it, you know, that it's happening in that moment or whatever. And it's just real, it, it kind of blends into that self-management, which is the second one about being able to regulate it. Um, so, cause I, 
with the self-awareness, it's again, it's it's dealing with our inner selves. It's knowing what makes us tick. It's kind of like a mechanic that knows the workings of a car where the mechanics of our own lives. So just in the example that you just gave right now, you recognize when it's happening. And I think one of the hardest things is for us to be present and in the moment, because so oftentimes there's so many other things going on in our lives that you know, it's those those moments with our friends or families or whatever, something else could have happened on the way over to meeting them or whatever. And then that's what you kind of get fixated on. So it, it's just being able to just accurately, you know, uh, recognize it and then being able to, in, in a sense, having that self-talk that says, okay, well, I'm here right now. Right now, I can't go ahead and deal with whatever it is that's bugging me because I've got to be in, otherwise I'm going to miss out what's happening right now whether you're at a birthday party or whatever else like that and then you're going to leave that and then you're going to worry about that well I wasn't really focused on what I what I needed to do there it it it, it what it does you know with that self-awareness piece it really just um it it just takes a lot of practice a lot of reflection um one of the things I find that that helps a lot with it for me is like journaling and just being able to you know, because um, whatever we're intentionally planning for uh, leads to that intentional outcome of whatever we want when we're preparing for the day. So if, if self-awareness is an area that based on the assessment or just in general is something that you need to focus on, um, there's just, you know, different strategies within the book where you would be able to, okay, when you recognize those things, um, all right, I've got to figure out ways of how to best, you know, regulate my emotions and in a, in a way, kind of do a self-check and um, be able to, because um, remember with with the self-management piece, we're that driver, we're in our, we're in the driver's seat of our own lives. We control our thoughts, our emotions, our actions. And sometimes it's okay when a situation gets to be too much, it's okay to remove ourselves from the situation as much as we may want to react in a certain way. Sometimes uh, saying less is more and just being able to kind of collect yourself, collect your thoughts, um, you know, re- really kind of helps, you know, with that regulation for sure. Definitely. And that, yeah, definitely. I think I also want to touch on, cause something I still kind of struggle with is like the second part of self-awareness, knowing your true self. Mm-hmm. What does that, what does that mean to like, know your true self? it's, you know, with, it's like, basically the way, best way I can kind of relate it to is, you know, you think of all the different things, Instagram, Snapchat, we have all the filters and all those other kind of things that are on there. Knowing your, your true authentic self is without those filters, knowing exactly who you are, when you look in the mirror, what it's your, what you value, it's your morals, um, what you believe in, um, that that's really your your authentic self, um, because, the, you know, the image that I have even within the book part is um, even of that compass where in the center is the self-awareness and you have those other four areas are like your cardinal directions. Everything all leads back to yourself. Each one impacts, even if you, you're leaning on certain ones, at the end of the day, it's all going to come back to you. And, and again, just like with anything else, we always talk about, you've got to love yourself first before you can love others, things like that. And, you know, we, we all have flaws. We all have imperfections and things and because nobody's, nobody's perfect. 
And um, that's what I try to tell my students and everything, um, because I live, um, you know, or I work in a Title I school. Um, so what Title I means is um, I have 91% uh, of my kids that are on free and reduced lunch. Uh, some don't know um, where they're going to be from one moment to the next um, as far as living. Uh, some days they're living in hotels, some days they're living out of cars. But the fact that they show up each and every day to school, I mean, you always talk about how important it was to you know, do your homework and things like that. I am just glad that they're there. And I tell them that the homework part is secondary. The fact that they are physically there and just being able to, you know, I, I always try to tell them, you know, if it's to be, it's up to me. Anything that you want in life, you've got to go out. And it's really becoming comfortable with themselves. Their circumstances are not going to define them. They're going to be able, they are the author of their own narrative, just like we all are. No matter what we're going through, what, no matter what circumstances, we, we've got to know ourselves best and know what's going to, you know, because, you know, the kids, they, they, they're faced with all these pressures from social media, things like that. And you wouldn't think that in elementary, but it's fourth and fifth grade. They already have self-esteem issues, things like that. How many likes do I have on, you know, certain posts? And like, like I even, like I even tell my own daughter who's in college now and everything, I said, it, if you're just posting to get likes or whatever, that's not the purpose of the post. It's to put your thoughts out there and, and that's it and be, proud with what whatever you you what, whatever you believe in not it's not the matter of likes that matter um so really just going back to your your initial questions with it is just removing those layers and just um loving your authentic self and working on ways to go ahead and bring that out um and you know so that's what i think yeah no definitely i think i think in today's world um and I mean, like, I'll, I'll raise my hand. This is something I struggle with is like, it's, it's really hard. I feel like to be okay with people not liking you. Like for me, it's really hard to feel like I have like let someone down in some way. Mm -hmm. And that's something that I really struggle with, um, you know, weekly, whether it's in my job or whether it's like with, you know, I wouldn't say so much my family anymore, but maybe friends is like, how do you get to a point where you don't put other people down, but you put yourself first and, you know, you create these boundaries and you know what you want out of life. And, and it can be hard sometimes to let other things go to get like where you want to go and where you can proudly say like, this is who I am. This is what I believe in, like get in the boat or, you know, mm -hmm. go to a different one. Um, and I think that's really hard. Uh, I want to now shift to, and I know I kind of jumped, jumped ahead um, okay. to self-management and regulating yourself. And what I think stood out to me was developing personal standards. Like I, I was kind of, I was raised in the Catholic church. And I was raised with a set of kind of standards that were pushed on me. Mm -hmm. And it's funny thinking back, like I very much so rebelled against all these, like I almost flunked CCD. Like my mom, I think in eighth <laughs> grade, like I, I was supposed to get, well, I did get confirmed, but I didn't study for any of these like tests. Like I was like, this right. is so dumb. And I always came back to, and I mean, I don't want to offend anyone, but for me personally, I always felt what 
was really hard for me to understand. And to this day, I don't really understand is like, if there is someone preaching that we should love everyone, right? Mm -hmm. Like, why does the Catholic church say so many things that don't reflect those values? And like, that was something I really struggled with throughout, like growing up in a house where, you know, Catholicism was very big was like, those weren't my standards and those weren't my morals. So how, and I, it's taken me a long time to kind of figure out like what some of my standards are, but like, how, how does one kind of jumpstart figuring out, you know, what their personal standards are, like how to improve yourself? Like what's, what's kind of your take there and, and thoughts. Well, one of the things, even just what you were saying, just as far as, you know, with, you know, you gave the example of the Catholic church and everything. Um, I always believe in you can only control what you can control. And that's you first and foremost. So really, like I said before, you set the stage, you, you drive what's, what it, what is it that you believe in? What, you know, what, what is it that you're willing to stand on that hill or die on that hill for to go ahead and for whatever that just cause is Um, and, and really being able to outline, you know, what your boundaries are, what, what are those things? And that, and then those are things that your friends, family or whatever, they may not necessarily agree with those things, but they should still at the end of the day, be able to respect those, those beliefs, those morals, those values, um, because that's, that's who you are. And that that's, you know, with a lot of the things, um, even like, I'll give the example for when, um, when I chose to go in the field of education, um, a lot of my family wasn't really big proponents of it because it didn't make money. And, you know, and they, you know, you talking, you know, the six figure salaries, all those things. And I, and I told them, I said, you know, I said, it's never going to be about the money. I mean, that's just, it's about being able to give back because I said, I, you know, I can't, I, you know, um, I can't leave, leave this world with my money. You know, I but I can leave it with some sort of legacy or impact that I would have on the lives of others. And to me, that would be um, what I would want, you know, to have that. And that's those are my standards. This is my wit. These are my wishes of what I believe, you know. Um, so when I'm managing things, whether it's the stress in my lives or, you know, there certain impulses are motivating myself. It all it all starts with me. And I know, um, and because um, anything that I want in life, I've got to be the one to go out and get it. No one's going to come to me and say, uh, Dan, here's everything on a silver platter, everything you've ever wanted. You can go ahead and take it and run with it. They're not going to do that. I've got to, you know, make it happen. And, it, you know, and, and I think that's that's just, you know, and you've got to hold true to who you are, no matter what. And like we try to tell a lot of the kids and everything, um, you know, the friends that you have right now, they may not be the friends in middle school, high school, or whatever things are going to change. They're not, they might not follow in those, you know, same foot, you know, same pathways that you're in right now. Um, and, and that's okay. That's part of life. You've got to stick to what you believe in and nobody should be able to change your mind in that because that makes you who you are. We're going to take a quick break and we'll get back to 
Dan momentarily. I'd like to take a second to talk about Morgan's message, without whom this podcast would not be possible. Morgan's Message is a nonprofit founded in 2020 to honor Morgan Rogers. Through amplifying stories, resources, and expertise to confront student-athlete mental health, we are building a community by and for athletes and providing a platform for advocacy. Morgan's Message strives to eliminate the stigma surrounding mental health within the student-athlete community and equalize the treatment of physical and mental health in athletics. Morgan's message aims to expand the dialogue on mental health by normalizing conversations, empowering those who suffer in silence, and supporting those who feel alone. To help us take a shot at mental health, to support our mission, or to find out more, head to morgansmessage.org or follow along on Instagram at Morgan's Message. Let's get back to Dan. Yeah. I think that's so true. Um, I think also like who you surround yourself with. Um, I feel like there's all these quotes around about it, but it's like basically right. Like you become who you're around kind mm-hmm. of a thing. So like, yeah, the five people you're most likely that you hang with are, are basically that's, that makes up who you are. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it was yeah, like yeah. Jim Rome or some, or Jim Rohn or somebody that said that. Yeah. Yeah. Someone good. Someone had yeah. some good thoughts <laughs> at that time. Um, which also leads us into third one, social awareness, um, developing perspective and empathy. And what I loved, and I don't know who said it, um, maybe it was you, it was a bullet in here, but it said, you can't be stressed when you were blessed. And that is what really stood out to me mm-hmm. is that kind of coming back to like putting a perspective on everything. Right. And, and I was listening to this podcast today and I, I'm very, I'm, I've, I would label myself as being very good with gratitude, but sometimes my gratitude is like for these, not like big things, but like bigger things. And, um, I've recognized in myself recently, I've like kind of strayed away from the gratitude attitude for whatever reason, like Mm -hmm. life has just been a little bit like all over the place. I've been worn down. Um, and today kind of brought me back to this, this girl was talking about like, you know, her gratitude for a cup of cup of coffee that morning. And she was kind of like, I like take for granted the fact that I can just like make coffee every morning for myself. Like mm-hmm. life without coffee would suck. Like she's like, <laughs> right, I think about yes. like life without it. Like I agree. It would I suck. Agree. Like my day would be like less, less good. Right. So right. she was like, I like thanked my cup of coffee for being there. And I was like, wow, like I've totally strayed away from some of the stuff that I like definitely like when I do it, it adds value and makes my days better. Like in terms of like practicing gratitude can you talk about developing perspectives and empathy? And then I think within that, like being an, an active listener and also kind of educate, how do we educate ourselves to better relate to one another? Like that's something that I think is really missing in today's kind of culture and world. And, and I wholeheartedly agree. I think out of the five uh, uh, elements that I write about, um, I think social awareness is the one that even with all the the social media, all these different ways that we could connect with one another, it's still the one element that I think 
is lacking the most. Um, you know, this is even prior to the pandemic. I mean, it, it's just something um, I, I think it's being able to look at it through the lens of another person to remove yourself from the situation. But, um, you know, so I, like I'll give you the example as an administrator. I mean, I was a classroom teacher. I've been an instructional coach, like for math and things like that. Any role that I've held, I've always tried to remember, never, never to forget what it was like in the classroom, things like that. Um, you know, I think, uh, I think oftentimes people forget where they came from and that, that leads to some of those things. Um, and I, I believe in really expressing, you know, having empathy for someone, not necessarily, not necessarily sympathy. Um, you know, and it's just being able to look at it through their perspective, recognize it, celebrate the differences, because you're not going to be able to, you know, agree with, with everybody, you know, on every topic or whatever, but it's just having that level of respect. Um, and you mentioned about the gratitude and everything, and I do something, and I started it in the pandemic and everything, try to connect with my staff and the students and things. Um, I do, um, I like an attitude of gratitude, um, I go ahead and send out a video each morning to kind of kickstart the day of something to be grateful for. Because when you really think about it, I mean, if you just take a moment, it only takes just a little bit of time just to think of different things you're grateful for. Like you mentioned, even coffee. Coffee is something that I'm also grateful for as well. But it's just just the, the fact to, you know, um, each day is a new opportunity to impact the lives of others. You know, that that's something to be grateful for, um, you know, just um, just the message that you that you have on the mental matchup in each of the episodes that you've you've had over these last few years. Um, that's something that I know just that that I know as a listener that I'm grateful for is being able to listen to this each week and just being inspired, inspired by the guests that you've had on there and just all the great work uh, that you know Morgan's message has been able to do all those things. I mean, um there are so many things out there just to that, you know, like you said, it's, um, it's, you know, we're, we're very blessed and we're too blessed to be stressed, you know, with, with, with you know, yes, there's going to be things in life that are going to throw a wrench into what we thought would, you know, our best laid plans or whatever, but there's always going to be those opportunities. Like we have in education, I tell our teachers that we have 180 days of school. And that's 180 different uh, days of performances for those students that are, are before you. Not every one of those days is going to go well. It's some are going to be better than others, but you have that opportunity. You have you have that every day to hit the reset button. Okay, what did I do today that I want to do better tomorrow? Those kinds of things. And it's just being able to celebrate the differences of one another, our backgrounds, everything. That's what makes us us. And I think if we're able to do that more so instead of being so concerned about being right on something and, you know, I, I think it would just make this world a better place because um, we talk about role models and things like that. And that's what we are. Uh, we are the role models for our future. And if they see us arguing and bickering, like you see all the time on with politics and everything else like that, it's the opposite of what we're wanting to show our kids. It's, it's just being able to celebrate those differences, so. Yeah, I think that's, I think that's awesome. Um, you can't be stressed when you're blessed. Uh, yeah, I wanna talk about like shifting into kind of the, you know, making this world a better place, which I feel like 
you know, these all, I don't know if people listening, like everything kind of connects. Um, mm-hmm. so making this world a better place and relationship skills. Um, and I, I jotted in my notes kind of like creating, there's something that about like creating a strong sense of trust, respect, and an open line of communication is crucial in establishing and maintaining a healthy relationship. And I was hoping you could kind of touch on, you know, how do you create that strong sense of trust, respect, um, Mm -hmm. and an open line of communication, especially I feel like when it comes to, you know, whether just like humans in general, but, you know, colleagues or your, you know, young children who might be going through things that they can't express or may not feel safe to talk about. Like, how do you create that? Well, I I think one of the things before even creating it with uh, one another, you have to have it with yourself. You know, you've got to have that solid relationship with yourself before you can go ahead and have that with others. And I think it's just laying down the foundations, uh, laying down the groundwork um, and and really um, having the time to really, you know, and that that, I think that's the biggest time we don't we have 24 hours in a day, but do we use it to the best of our advantage during that time? You know, um, I, I think with, with the relationship and everything, um, you know, it's what kind of gives things back. It's, you know, it's being that authentic listener. Um, it's being able to communicate clearly, um, knowing where you stand with one another, what is it that you believe in, um, you know, being able to handle that conflict constructively, you know, because, you know, there's things when you're, you know, uh, working with others, not everything's going to go as planned and you've got to go ahead and create those boundaries. Okay. So, you know, um, what's it going to take, you know, as far as when you've reached a certain point that they're getting close to crossing a line or whatever, do they know what that line is? Did, you know, have, have you taken the time to build that? Cause you typically what happens when we're, 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 we're in a work group or project or whatever, we just jump right into it without setting the ground rules. What are the boundaries? What are the boundaries for, our, for, uh, you know, our friendships with one another? Have we ever really established that? Or we just kind of just go with it and then expect people to all of a sudden know, okay, this just offended me that just, if you've never laid the things, you know, laid down that groundwork. Um, it's those innate qualities, you know, that are within ourselves that um, make us us, and then just you know being able to you know work together. Um, I, I know with the relationship skills, I, I, a lot of the time when we had uh, the kids online, it was very difficult with, during the pandemic. I think we lost a lot there, not only with that social awareness that we talked about before, but with the relationships, and now. What we're trying to do within, I can tell you, like within education right now, we actually have what we call community circles where we bring the class together and we talk about feelings or talk about certain things to really um, help the kids express themselves, to really get to understand themselves and and what makes them tick. Um, So I think it's just those kind of strategies within there. Yeah, I think think that's so, so true. And I know, again, like, bonus points if you realize this, but like, (laughs) it all comes back to, I think your relationship with yourself first, Mm -hmm. right? Like, um, I know the, the, one of the like analogies that always, um, comes to mind is the oxygen mask. Like I feel like, or metaphor, 
Oh, uh, metaphor of like you have to put the oxygen mask on yourself before you put it on someone right. else. Absolutely. Um, and I feel like that comes back to, you know, relationship skills, like your relationship with yourself is so important. And especially like with, I think about, you know, my younger self, even my current self, but also like what I've seen in people around me is like, I think even more so with social media and some of the, like, I don't know. I feel like people have a really hard time having a good relationship with them with themselves when marketing and the culture is so much about like driving home this message that like to a certain extent, like you're not good enough. You need this in your life to be better or you need X or Y. And I think like being so young and having access to Instagram and Facebook, like all these things I think can be really powerful and really, really great in a sense, but they can also be very detrimental um, when it comes to self-esteem, self-relationships. Um, yeah. It's like a double-edged, double-edged sword. Um, yep, absolutely. No, I, I wholeheartedly agree. And I, well, I think as an educator, I don't think with those different platforms, there's been a way to help everyone understand how to best use them to their advantage. You know, um, and I, I think it's, you know, it's something within education that I'd love to see happen. But I think also those different social media platforms need to do that, too. They need to do their part, too, to be able to the, this. This is the powerful benefits of it, of what it can be. And see, so, because you always hear the negative. Yeah. And not the things aren't highlighted, the, the, the positive and just being proud of who you are be, you know, you know, not having to worry about the different filters and all those things, but just putting yourself out there, just having people embrace you, the differences and just, yeah, I, I wholeheartedly agree. Definitely. Um, and then the last, the last chapter, even though if anyone wants to read this, you can skip around, uh, <laughs> as Dan mentioned in the beginning, it's a build your own kind of adventure. Um, mm -hmm. but upholding your values through responsible decision making. Um, I, the, what stood out to me and what I need to be better about is the why in the problem you're trying to solve. And what also stood out to me in this chapter was changing your mindset and looking at a problem as an exciting new challenge, an opportunity to make our lives or other life, other people's lives better. Mm -hmm. Um, and the reason, like when I was reflecting, I think this stands out to me is because I have tended to, and still do, um, I'm not great at this, but I, I tend to associate certain parts of like, I wouldn't say identity, but like at work, my value with like problem solving. And mm -hmm. sometimes I look at things and I, if I can't solve them or they take longer, I get frustrated. And then I kind of get down on myself. And instead of being like, this has nothing to do with me and my value and what I bring, but rather this has something to do with, you know, this is a challenge and this is an opportunity to, to learn and to grow and to gain a new skill set or mm -hmm. leverage someone you know, who might be working in the seat next to me. Um, I, I have, I have trouble sometimes with this. So I would love to kind of hear more on like, how do you determine your why in the problem you're trying to solve? And how do you uphold your values when I think it is sometimes challenging to 
to uphold uphold things when you're working on implementing you know maybe you're implementing new values that you want to become rather like who you are currently that makes sense no that makes sense yeah and i mean because again like um with with all the decisions we make those are those choices no matter how big how how small it's putting us on that path that journey to really you know becoming ourselves and you know um it, it depends on the situations that we're, we're involved in, um, you know, uh, the interactions we have with others. It's really just because as much as we try to with every decision we make, and sometimes it's hard to make those decisions because you're afraid to make the wrong decision. But then, you know, if you make no decision at all, you really did just make a decision. So, yeah, it gets a little confusing with that. But I mean, it's what really kind of helps with your responsible decision-making are, are, I believe are those four different areas, you know, um, because you lean on each of them to kind of uh, help you along the way. It's, you know, recognizing that the decision you make, how it's going to affect others, which is that social awareness piece. How is that going to affect my peers, my, the relationships that I have? Because in no matter what field you're in, you're not going to make everybody happy. You're going to, you're going to disappoint somebody. It's just, you know, as much as you, I've always tried to be through my life, a people pleaser. And I I've come to a point in my life now that I know I'm not going to please everybody. And as, but as long as I give them a why for my decision, they might not be happy with it, but they'll at least understand it a little bit more. Um, I think, I think just, just, you know, putting it out there and just always giving a rationale for why you came to those kinds of decisions. Um, really, you know, um, that kind of portrays things to, you know, um, getting your ultimate goal, what those values are, those morals that you had talked about uh, within there. Um, because there, there are so many times in life where all five of these areas will, will come up in, in, in a lot of the different moments that we have in our lives. Um, I know one of the things that I, you know, um, that I've shared before on, on, on other podcasts I've been on too is um, it was about 30 years ago. It actually was this past Wednesday. Um, my, uh, my dad had uh, unexpectedly passed away of a heart attack. It was during homecoming week in my high school uh, senior year. Um, you know, he was only 50 years old. And uh, one of the things that and I didn't have these five elements in my head or anything else like that back at that time. But when I reflect on it, I had to go ahead and really find out who I was at 17. You know, I was getting ready for college, those kinds of things. You know, I, you know, at that point, I, I, I didn't know where, what, what, what direction to turn in. I had to be able to kind of self-management, self, you know, kind of self-regulate my emotions uh, being able to rely on my friends with those relationship skills. Um, and, uh, you know, without them, I wouldn't have been able to get through some of those dark times. And then uh, that social awareness piece, recognizing that um, how it affected my mom, having to raise now um, my brother, who was only 10 at the time, and then what kind of pressures those would be, um, getting ready to try and pick a college, things like that. And then all those decisions. All those things that now I that were on my shoulders now to go ahead and make of what I wanted to do with my life at the age of 17 and having been forced from being just a kid to just pretty much an adult. And, you know, it's all right then and there. But every moment, uh, every moment in our lives helps define who we are. And like I said, that's why these five elements are so essential, because they make us they help us become 
our, our best selves. So, you know. Yeah, no, thank you for sharing that. I think, I agree. I think after reading this, um, it, like, I feel like each of these, my dog is trying to get in on the recording. <laughs> so good. Uh, <laughs> um, I think each of these things, like, kind of like you said, like it's, it wasn't ever at the forefront and I never bucketed it in, in this way, but I think all of them were very much so present in, you know, my, my everyday thinking and my, my, like, who am I? Like, who is cat? Mm-hmm. Right. And that's why I think it's, it's important to be almost like deliberate in your thinking about some of these things so that you can better understand who you are, but then who you want to be, right. Like how you want to improve and how you can find out like what your best self looks like. Um, right. right. And like who you are now is different than you were 10 years ago or 10 years from now. And that's why, like, you know, even with the assessment, like one of the things that th- they can take it as many times as they want, as they, because we're going to have different experiences in our lives and we're going to be at different parts. You know, you know, this time, if you took the assessment, you might be very strong in relationship skills and then you, know, you could be, have a limitation in self-management, but then 10 years from now, because of different experiences you've had, it could have been the complete opposite. And because we're, we're constantly evolving, we're constantly changing, you know, uh, it, it's a process. It's about, it's about the, it's not about the destination. It's about the journey. Exactly. Exactly. Um, I know we are, we're kind of coming up on time. Mm-hmm. What's, what's been like the biggest impact on like that you've had personally from kind of, I guess, like getting your thoughts into writing, writing this book? Well, I think really what the mantra that I kind of live by um, is I believe in uh, serving, leading and inspiring. If I can do those three things every day, um, then it's been a good day uh, within there. And that was really the the premise of this book um, was just for it to inspire others, to to just know uh, that they matter. Um, that our uh, greatest wealth is our mental health, and we have to take care of ourselves in order to take care of others. There's a reason why we're here, uh, you know, in this world, in this moment, and we have we have the power to make whatever changes we want to see fit. We can be that change we want to see in the world, as Gandhi once said. Um, it's just uh, us to up. Uh, it's just up to us to go ahead and do it, and just uh, be at the forefront. Um, you know, um, just like with everything else, you know, when we're talking about gratitude and being um, one of my professors used to say all the time, it's a poor frog who doesn't praise its own pond. And we've got to sometimes be able to praise one another and let people know how much we how much they mean to us. Um, I don't think that happens often enough. We say we're going to do it and I'm going to get to this. But what's stopping us right now to let people know the impact that they have on our lives and that they matter. Yeah, no, very, very, very valid point. Um, I, yeah, I loved, I loved the book. I loved our conversation. I am so beyond grateful, uh, that we, that we got to, got to record. Cause I think this is so, so, so important, um, in general, but also just, I think with the state of, you know, the world and, and people who are listening. Um, so thank you again for, for coming on. Well, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it.
Another huge thank you to Dan for coming on and talking about his experience as an educator and author. Um, I think that, you know, his main focus as an educator being the social emotional learning is absolutely incredible. Um, And his book, Becoming the Change, Five Essential Elements to Being Your Best Self, that talks about the importance of an individual's moral compass is incredible. Um, I read it myself. I will probably read it, read it many times over. If you want to purchase the book for yourself, you can find it on Amazon, Becoming the Change. Um, If you want to get in touch with The Mental Matchup, come on the podcast, submit a story. You can go to thementalmatchup.com, DM us, or email submission at morgansmessage.org. And finally, a huge thank you to Morgan's Message for presenting this podcast. If you want to get in touch with Morgan's Message, you can head to morgansmessage.org or you can go to Instagram at Morgan's Message to learn more um, and browse around to see what we got going on there. And then last but not least, another huge shout out to everyone listening. Um, I would not be able to be on this podcast interviewing week to week, if not for you. So thank you. And I will see you next episode.